Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. People, I keep saying this, Christ Jesus wants us to stand firm until the end. He is on his way back. And he has told me to tell the people that his reward is with him. He will give to everyone, every man, according to his ways and according to his deeds. So he is on his way back. So the reason why I especially want to talk about standing firm today because you see this podcast glory be to God is a blessing to you all and it is also a blessing to me listen I'm in this world too but we are not of it the fact that we still have flesh and bone and blood coursing due through this body. We go through things. Oh, absolutely. Listen, you cannot be a child of God in this pagan world and don't get touched by something, whether it be in your own home, your family, your job, anything. You too can be touched. But guess what? Good news is coming down the pike. Jesus told us to stand firm. That means irregardless of what is going on in your life. Yes, we are to repent. We are to lay down the sin and don't go back to it. Oh, absolutely. In the meantime... We must stand firm. So, before we get started with today's encouragement, let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, 
Father, we love you and we want you. Father, help us today. I cry out for help. We need you, Father. These days are so perilous and so treacherous, Father, even in our own homes. It goes down, Father. We need you. Oh, Father, help us today. Where where will we be without your mercy and your grace? Father, if there is anyone out there today listening who may be going through something, Father, extend your wonderful arm to them. Reassure them that it is going to be okay. We are supposed to go through trials and tribulations and persecution. We are not greater than our master, Lord Jesus. Jesus died. He suffered on the cross on our behalf, Father. Jesus took the punishment that was rightly due to us. We broke your laws, Father. We rebelled against anything holy. Father, forgive us. We repent. Jesus died on the cross so that we don't face your wrath, your holy and just wrath. And then he was buried. But on the third day, Father, by the work and power of the Holy Spirit, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is alive the power that rose him from the dead lives on the inside of us, Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is alive today still. He's still alive, Father. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, sin no longer have mastery over us. It does not have mastery over us any longer. Jesus' blood was shed on that cross and it was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. Father, Jesus made atonement for our sins when he shed his blood. That atonement reconciled us back to you. Father, you did all of this. You did this because you said in your word, no one, no one searches for God. There ain't not one single good person on this earth but Jesus. Jesus was sinless and perfect. He defeated death. He gave sin and the big business by being perfect. The devil had no hold on Jesus. So, Father, 
with today's encouragement. May we always be reminded that no matter what is going on in our lives or in this world, our eyes will always remain on heaven because that's is where our home is. That is where we await our Savior, Jesus, the Messiah. The prophesied Messiah will come again. And we eagerly await his return. So, Father, I ask for wisdom. Show me, show me what to do. Because sometimes I don't be knowing what to do, how to do it, and what to say. But I trust you. I rely on you to make everything better, to make it okay. Lord willing to go on another day. And I ask for discernment and may the Holy Spirit Move on me, Father. I need you today. I need you every single day of my life. Thank you. I give you thanks through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for everything you have done for me. And I pray for the lost. I pray for those who are sitting on a fence, who are lukewarm. Pull it together. We got to pull this together. And may we all come to the knowledge of who your son is, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, people. Yep. Today is all about Standing firm in Christ Jesus. Yeah, sometimes we have our moments. We have things that go on in our lives and we're just like, we be like, I'm just going to throw my hands up. I'm done with it. I can't. I cannot go on another day. And that is where we need Jesus the most. In those days, just like, thank you, Holy Spirit, in the night, that night, in the garden, in the garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was going to the cross, his disciples, now he told them to stay awake. Stay awake with me and pray. I'm going to go over here and pray. And y'all stay over here and pray for me. And then what happened? He comes back. They were asleep. He's right. The spirit is willing, but this flesh, mm, 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 it is weak. So that is why. And I was praying on what to bring to the podcast today because that's another thing I keep meaning to bring up. I don't have a set schedule for the podcast. I can't say tune in every Monday at four or tune in uh, twice a week for a new episode. 
It seems to be the Holy Spirit have me come on anywhere between two to three days for the latest. And by the fourth day, I'm itching. <laughs> right, Holy Spirit? I'm itching to get back on the podcast. So if you all wanted to know what the schedule looked like, yeah, tune in between uh, two to three days. You will see a new episode, right? So that's all I can say because this is not my podcast. This is the Holy Spirit. So I just don't throw up content just for the sake of throwing it up. Every, I'm telling y'all, every single episode has a meaning. So, like I said today, it's all about standing firm. We be going through stuff. Kids be acting up. Spouses be cutting up. Jobs be acting funny. You know how that money be looking, okay? Our physical bodies be going through stuff just like like for the past two or three days. I was having this stupid headache and I don't know where it's coming from, you know, so maybe I need to cut back on the coffee. I know I need to cut back on that salt. So it's stuff. It's stuff. So let's get into it today. Standing firm. Because it's so easy to cry. It's so easy to cry about the problems and the woes and just and just give in to the heaviness of it all. Sometimes we do, but a lot of the times we don't. We don't. No, we cannot. Absolutely not. So... To stand firm is an idiom. It means to refuse to change, refuse to change a decision, a position, your mind, etc. Basically, you ain't moving. Nothing, no one, no place, nothing can get you to move from this position. You are standing firm. So to put it in a sentence, the judge stood firm in her ruling. <laughs> you can't get any firmer than that than a judge. Once the decision comes down the pike, that's it. We ain't budging. We ain't moving. This is the position. I'm standing firm. So when we stand firm in Christ Jesus, that means we ain't going back to the vomit. We ain't going back to the sin. We ain't going back to the weed smoking, the sleeping around, not knowing how to cover up this body, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we ain't going back to the cigarettes. We ain't going back to the lying and the stealing and the cutting up. We're not. We're not. We are not no longer doing anything that would make the Father upset with us. Listen, if we believe 
that Jesus died for our sins, well then guess what? Sin no longer has mastery over us. It don't get to have a say anymore. And that's the position. The position is going forward, we will obey the gospel. We will live right, we will act right, and we will do right. We would uh, consecrate ourselves to God, being separate, being holy. That means that we put away this world, we put away anything that causes us to get back into sin and back on the road to hell. No, we draw we draw a line in the sand and say to ourselves as a witness and testimony to God, we ain't going back to sin. We are not doing that anymore. Listen, we are heaven bound. That's the mindset. The mindset that no matter what this kid over here is doing, he ain't going to make me lose my position in Christ. The boss down at the job, if she don't watch it, okay, I'm not going to give her the big business. I'm going to do my job, punch my ticket, and get on out of here. I'm going to pray for her. But she, too, ain't going to make me lose my position in Christ Jesus. Hubby, wifey, y'all better snap it together. Okay, because y'all ain't going to make me lose my position in Christ either. So that's the position. That's the mandate. And that's the mindset. We ain't moving off of Jesus no matter what. Amen. And so... There are commands in scripture that are repeated many times. The call to stand firm is one of those commands. Amen. It appears all throughout the Bible. Listen. In every Christian's life, there will be trials, disappointments, persecution, and temptations, but through all of this, we must stand firm in Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We have, listen, we have to be on guard. Not only must we stand firm to these things, but we must stand firm to biblical truths. Amen. Listen, many people who profess to know Christ are compromising with the world and are twisting scripture to fit their lifestyles. Oh, absolutely. Listen, let's take this hot weather, for instance. Okay. All winter, 
you got sisters in Christ talking about praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we are on our way to heaven. You let that sky crack open to about 100 degrees, not even that, let's say 90 degrees. In certain parts of the country, that's hot. That's a heat wave going on, right? And the first thing everyone wants to do is what? Strip. Strip off those clothes, head on down to the public beach with all of that nakedness going on down there at the beach. You might as well just be naked. Have you seen some of these swimsuits lately? Nothing but a piece of string. Listen, dental floss has more on it than some of these bikinis. So now listen, okay? We cannot twist the scriptures to fit our lifestyles. It's not going to work. It has never worked. Listen, we got to cover up this body. We got to stop smoking and drinking like a fish. Now, listen. Well, I don't drink anymore. Glory be to God. Thank you. Listen, if anybody needed to stop drinking was me. Okay. Okay. Because, because that's, that's all y'all need to know is because. Okay. It's nothing wrong with having maybe, what, a cold beer after a hard day of work. I'm to, the Bible, okay, not me, the Bible is talking about drunkards, where you need a drink to function. That's a problem. That's a problem. And so when we don't know how to stop the drinking, don't know how to put down the drugs and the cigarettes, when we when we don't know how to stop masturbating and watching porn and and hanging around people, do you know what the Bible says about bad company? It will corrupt you. For some reason, it don't work the other way around. Right with all of your goodness and and right living, you start hanging around bad folks. They don't get saved like that. No, not when you are joining in on what they're doing. When you are sitting in the seat of sinners and mockers, no, it goes the other way because that's what the Bible says. Now it does says that you know. For us to walk uprightly and those who see us, you know, they may be like, oh, tell us, where do you get your peace from? And then that could be the opportunity to preach them the gospel. But we don't be sitting up at the bars with them trying to preach them the gospel. We we definitely don't be sleeping with them trying to preach them the gospel. Oh, no, no, no. So look, we cannot twist scriptures to suit our lifestyle. We cannot. We cannot think that we could stay in sin and still get to go to heaven. That's from the lie of the apostate church 
with all of their damnable, once saved, always saved, false doctrine to say that that once you come to Christ, that no sin you can do that will outdo God's grace. But then that's a lie because all we got to do is look at 2 Peter chapter 2 down near in verses 20 to 22 that talks about how that if we get entangled and ensnared by sin again, that it will be what worse off for us than before. And that how it will be better if we have never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command to live a godly life. Well, it would be like the proverb, a dog returns back to his vomit, or another that says a wash pig returns back to the mud. So listen, folks, the bottom line is that we cannot compromise with this world. Listen, we must get to know scripture to watch out for false teachers, okay? Because that's the major problem. We sitting up under these wolves and sheep clothing, being fed twisted scriptures. These people, the Bible says, these people talking about false teachers, listen, they twist the scriptures into a pretzel. So, that is why we must stand firm in the true counsel of the word of God. Why? Because the devil will tempt you continuously all the time. But we must put on what? The full armor of God because he's coming. You really think that as a Christian, as a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the devil is going to leave you alone after he had you in his clutches for years, for years, so much to the point where he didn't even have to worry about you because he knew he got you. And then one day, glory be to God, you heard the gospel and you woke up. You're like, huh, I'm a child of the living God. Nope, I ain't hanging out with Bob anymore because Bob didn't get the memo that he's still married. And once I found out, oh, no, no, I'm done with Bob. So, listen. Your Christian life will be an ongoing battle against sin. There it is. I said it because back to the false church, especially with that prosperity gospel that Jesus died so that you can live your best life ever. That's what they teach. They don't teach about the sin and the repentance. And if you don't stop it, you go into hell. Oh, no, no, no. Everything is ride Jesus ticket. Ride it to the good life now. Oh, all the blessings of Abraham is yours now for the taking. So what happens? 
If they ain't talking about sin and when you fall into sin, you figure, well, you know what? My eternal salvation is in the bag. It is eternally secured. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to heaven. Why? Because my elderly pastor, he wrote about 10 books about eternal security. So, yeah, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but thank you, Lord, that I'm still get to go to heaven. Absolutely not. That is false information. Listen. We will have an ongoing battle against sin, especially if you're still in it. Listen, it's one thing to be tempted by sin and don't give in to it. Right, Holy Spirit? It is a whole nother thing when you are still practicing sin. Then you, my friend, are not a child of God. But what about 1 John 1, 9? What about it? God says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I got 1 John 1, 9 right here in my back pocket. When I sin, I just pull it out. You are deceived. You are deceived that to think that we can take we can take God's grace as a license to sin with your first John 1, 9 in your back pocket. Are you serious? Listen, that's the problem with the false church right there. The first thing the backsliding Christian wants to throw out the back pocket is first John 1, 9. Listen. 1 John 1, 9 is a blessing. If you miss the mark, let's just say for some odd reason, you miss the mark, you fall short. This is not your practice. This is not what you do on a daily. Your mindset is not 1 John 1, 9 in the back pocket, but it's there. Jesus is our advocate with the Father. We have a way that once we confess that sin, oh, we feel horrible about this. We're like, wait a minute. No, absolutely not. I am on the wrong path here. Father, I repent. Help me. This I know. This is not the way to go. I confess you right. I should not have been doing this. I should not have said this. What am I doing? That's what, right, Holy Spirit, please correct me if I'm wrong. That's where the gift of 1 John 1, 9 comes into play. It's for the the repentive heart, not for the backsliding Christian who thinks that they are getting away with anything. You're not. That's not what that's for. We do not take God's grace as a license to sin. 
Listen, you're not going to get away with that. You're not. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. We must not become discouraged. Okay? Because if you let the backsliding Christian tell you, oh, I'm always, I always got some problems going on, this, that, and the third. You want to know why? Because you keep wanting to slip First John 1, 9 out your back pocket. How about just living right? Yes, we all go through some things, but you are making it even harder than what it is on yourself. Listen. Okay. We must not be discouraged. We must continually renew our minds. We must continually spend time in the presence of the Lord. We must pray for courage and boldness to do the will of the Father. It is dangerous to drive and not pay attention to what's in front of you. Likewise, we cannot live our lives on this earth without Jesus, without the Father, and without the Holy Spirit. We need His direction. We need to have our course charted out by Him We need the way of the path to eternal life clear right in our sight, right in the cross hairs of our scope. That's where our focus should be on, not on the kids, not on the job, not on the money, not on your health, not on any of that. That is just what's out to the side. Our laser focus should be on Christ Jesus and on him alone. It has to be. Otherwise, we are going to go crazy. My hand is raised. raised. Folks, listen. Like I said, we all go through stuff. Right now, we are all going through things. But guess what? We must pull it back. We must reel it in and keep our focus on the one who died for us. That is more important than anything that's going on in this world today. Anything that's going on up under your roofs today, Jesus is more important. Sometimes in the midst of the agony, we lose sight of that. But we must, we must train our eyes, fix our gaze like Proverbs say. Fix it straight ahead, not to the left, not to the right but straight ahead. Glory be to God for this podcast. Father, thank you for this podcast. This is allowing me a vehicle to get all of this out. Listen, I keep telling y'all, I have a close circle. I can't even call it a circle, a dot, a dot of the amount of support 
team that I have on this earth. Yes, a dot. I I can't even say a circle, right, Holy Spirit? Nope. Outside of the Trinity, I have no one, maybe one or two. And that's it. That's it. So when I be going through stuff, I listen, I have to come to Jesus. I do. I will go crazy. Amen. And so look, that is why I can't say it enough today. We must keep our eyes in front of us on Christ and not the traffic around us. Listen, don't be confident in yourself. Be confident in Christ Jesus. You must remember. You must remember to fight the good fight of faith. Listen, endure to the end. Blessed is the man who stands firm in the Lord during trials. Now, listen, I got a treat for you all today. I got a few powerful scriptures, some verses about standing firm that will help us all. Look, Ephesians 6, 11, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Amen. Verse 13 of Ephesians 6 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. Amen. First Peter 5 verse 9 says, But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Glory be to God. We are not alone. Amen. Whatever it is that you are going through, trust me, you are not alone. Cynthia, you are not alone. Kids are cutting up everywhere. Glory be to God. 1 Corinthians uh, 15 verses 58. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. This is what we need to be doing. The work of the Lord. Whatever God has called you to do, whether it be a missionary, a, a, a preacher, a, a school teacher, a housewife, an executive, whatever it is he called us to do, that's what we are to be found doing when he returns. Amen. Listen, we got to be steadfast, immovable. What did I say at the top? about standing firm, and that's the position, like an oak tree. 
like a hundred year old oak tree. He ain't going nowhere. Okay. Unless an act of God uproot him from where he's been planted. He ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. And I don't care what the traffic. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't care what the traffic is going on around us. We remain firm, immovable. We ain't moving from the position of we are standing in Christ Jesus. We ain't going back to sin. We ain't going to let you drive us crazy. We ain't moving. We're not. So, Philippians 1.27, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Why? So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Amen. Look, I'm feeling better already. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling good right now. Listen, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. We on a roll, y'all. Come on. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Listen, act like men. Be strong. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Paul is like, pull it together, act like a man and stop it. I love it. Yes. Come on now. Listen, we got to talk like this because who else is going to do it? Listen, Jesus told us to stand firm. That's why we love these scriptures. That's why we pray over them. We, we speak them. We read them. We meditate on them. We study them. We ponder them. Yeah, sometimes, listen, put your headphones on and talk to yourself. Pull it together, girl. Okay? Talk to yourself. Pull this together. And what? Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Listen, we can't be in this kingdom as wimps. Look what the scripture just told us. It told us to stop acting like a baby, like a big old crying baby. Yep, that's what it said. Look, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. The faith of what? Christ Jesus dying for you, having gone through all of that for you. And, and then for you, the sign, the first sign of trouble, you acting like a big old crying baby. Nope, nope, this is for me too. For me too. Stop all the crying. Stop all the heaviness. <sighs> Woman up. Pull it together and be strong. Yes, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, I love you. I, listen, if no one needed 1 Corinthians 16, 13, I take it. I take it. I need this. Be strong. Stop it. Stop all the crying. Stop all the whining. Stop all the... I don't know why this is that. Stop it. Be strong. Because trust me, they being strong, 
whoever is coming against you, oh, they being strong, so you be strong too. Amen. Look, Philippians 4. This is the last one. Philippians 4, 1 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see my joy and crown, in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Amen. Let me say that again, because somebody needs it. Therefore, my beloved my beloved brethren, whom I long to see my joy and crown in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Amen. And in closing, I want to leave us with this. Galatians 5, 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. And do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So what did Paul mean when he said this? Because you see, Paul is writing to a group of Christians in the region of Galatia. He met them when he traveled through their area and preached the message of Jesus to them. Amen. And we see that in Galatians 1, 11. They heard from Paul that through faith in Jesus' death for their sins on the cross, they could be forgiven by God and welcomed into his family as children. They believed. Amen. And we see that in Galatians 1, 6. So later, later though, a group of Jewish religious leaders from Jerusalem, showed up to add what Paul taught them. Hmm. These men said that, yeah, it was good to believe in Jesus, but they also said that men must be circumcised and all must follow the law of Moses to be truly included in the family of God. Now, you know good and full well, that is not what Paul preached. You had these Jews coming, coming up from Jerusalem to the new church, to the first century believers, throwing this into the mix. Now, Jesus done already took care of the law. That is why we don't have to follow the 613 laws of Moses. Jesus fulfilled it. He did every ordinance, every command, every sacrifice, every everything that the law commanded man to do. Jesus did it. He fulfilled all of it perfectly on our behalf. So now it is not through works anymore to make us right with God. It is faith and what Jesus did for us. And what did he do? He died for our sins and he was buried and then he was raised from the grave. And so because of that, we can have forgiveness of our sins through the shed blood that he <clears throat> poured out on the cross on our behalf. But oh no, no, you had the Jews coming up saying, yeah, 
It's good to have faith, but you also must have works. You still have to keep the 613 laws of Moses. So, of course, after Paul done preached what he preached to them, here they come believing what the Jews are saying. And so that's what happened. They was telling them that without the works of the law, nobody could be saved. So Paul has spent the last two chapters building a case against this teaching. He has been emphatic that the rituals and sacraments of the law cannot save anyone. The law reveals our sinfulness 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 let me get that out but it cannot provide a way out and all we got to do is look at galatians 3 verses 22 to 24 okay listen jesus is the only one who ever kept the law of moses perfectly and then he died to pay the penalty for the sins of others those who continue to follow the law in order to be right before God are still slaves to their own sin. Listen, Paul has written in Galatians 4, 8 through 9. Okay, those who come to God by faith in Christ are free people. We are free. So now listen. Paul repeats that message with a call to rebellion against sin and slavery. Amen. He tells the Galatians, and by extension, all of us, all the Christians, that Christ has set us free. So we ought to stand firm. So can't you see how all this is tying in? It's tying in. We must stand firm. Why? Because Christ Jesus has set us free from the slavery and control of sin. All of it. All aspects of sin he has set us free from. Amen. We should not take the yoke of slavery again. Listen, in other words... Believers ought not to let anyone tell them they must follow all of the rules and restrictions of the law of Moses. And that is what, thank you, Holy Spirit, you're right. And that is what the book of Galatians is all about. Amen. Listen, we cannot keep the laws of Moses, all the rules and the restrictions to be right with God. Paul will show in the following verses the dire consequences of trying to be justified by God through following the law. Now, you're probably wondering, how in the world did we get off on talking about the law? Well, it all ties in about standing firm in Christ Jesus. And so I wanted to highlight what was going on in Galatia because everyone was doing just fine hearing the gospel preached to them. 
Paul was laying out the case about how Jesus died for our sins and that now, not by works of the law, but by faith, by faith, by, um, wait a minute, how we go is, is by, by grace through faith that now we are made right with God. Everything now is through Christ Jesus. And so with today's topic about us standing firm, that no matter what is going on in our lives today, okay, 21st century modern Christian, we do not let nothing in this world Drive us away from Christ Jesus. Listen, put on your big underwears today and stand firm. Be a man, be a woman, be strong in the Lord. Listen, put on that armor, okay? Because that's, we be forgetting sometimes. We do, we get comfortable in Christ and we don't have any problems at the moment. Everything seems to be going just fine. We're not in sin. We're minding our own businesses. we just doing what God calls us to do every day. And then a whammy. Something would hit you or something would come up in your family and you'll get you'll get thrown into a tizzy. So that's why I wanted to bring today's encouragement that no matter what is happening, no matter uh, the people that we love, okay, we don't love them more than Christ, though, but we love them, but they are not going to drive us crazy. Absolutely not. So that's all I have today. Right, Holy Spirit? That's it. That's it. That's the encouragement that we are to stand firm no matter what. Why? Because Jesus stood firm for us. His face was set like flint as he was heading towards Jerusalem, knowing that, yeah, he's about to go to the cross. He's about to go to the cross. And so, therefore, we too set our faces as flint that no matter what is going on no matter what the persecution no matter what the trial or temptation is we are going to remain firm in Jesus because he told us listen if you read any no read all of the letters that he wrote to the to the churches over there in the book of revelation Read about what he said after each one of them about how when we overcome and what are the rewards that he has waiting for us if we stand firm until the end because, <clears throat> and this is the super close, Jesus told us that the one who stands firm until the end, he's the one. He's the one that will be saved Amen. So that tells me, okay, I'm not a Bible scholar, but that tells me that we ain't got this in the bag yet. Nope, we are being saved. That's what the whole sanctification process is all about. Because if you let the false church tell it, 
that we bypass this crucial, painful, uh, pruning process, okay? Getting all the junk out of the way so when Jesus comes, we are made ready. But how are we made ready if we... If we pull it, 1 John 1, 9 out the back pocket every time we turn around because we don't know how to put down the sin. And then Jesus showed up as a surprise for you because we've been waiting. Glory be to God. And you still up over there with Susan. Now, he said to stand firm until the end because for the one who does He's the one. He's the one that will be saved. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Until next time, another one in the can. Lord willing, I'll speak to you all soon. So repent and believe that Jesus died for your sins. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Amen. Amen. Until next time, i speak to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.